everybody, and happy Horny Friday to you. Welcome to Hot and Rich, a show about celebrities. I'm your host, Kate Raft. Happy Horny Friday, everybody. Happy Horny Friday. It is Friday, February 19th, 2021. How's it going? Thanks That's for being going here. going good with me. I'm That's Jack, Jack, the co-host. Happy and belated husband. birthday. What? What'd I'm you your say? husband, too. Oh. Yeah. It's true. The rumors are true. So all you guys out there, don't get any freaking ideas. She's taken. What the hell? Are you saying I I can't be fucking guys? Uh, let's talk about this off the air. Okay. Because, <laughs> uh, ooh. Oh. Oh. I didn't know about that rule. Oh, of course I'm getting around here. Okay. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Jack, how are you? We just got back today. We were in the woods up mm -hmm. in Idlewild, California for just a little two-night trip. Writer's retreat we for did a screenplay that we're writing. Jack and I are writing a movie together. We and... wrote 20 pages of the damn thing. Yeah, we, we decided we would take a couple days in the woods to... And it was my birthday, too. Yes, it was Jack's birthday yesterday. So we celebrated by riding, and then we had some pineapple pizza. It was a good day. And we we went on a great hike in the I'll morning. What, they had a great pineapple pizza at this Idlewidle Pizza Company. Um, and, and what they do really nicely with it is they put some cashews and pine nuts on the uh, on the pizza. And that goes really, really well with the, you know, pineapple and Canadian bacon or some call it ham. It was it was a great pizza. It was a great trip. I know, very COVID safe, you know. Actually, we both tested negative this past weekend. So I know we were negative going into Idlewild. And we'll find out what happens after. Oh, my God. So <laughs> last weekend, remember, I was like talking about how I had chills on last Friday's episode. And not the kind of chills she gets from watching someone uh, sing a parody song. Why do you always say that? Do I get chills from a parody song? You usually get chills from listening to Chris Mann music. Oh, I love Chris Mann. Love the voices. Chris Mann, the king of COVID parodies. Um, No, it wasn't chills from listening to Chris Mann sing with his beautiful voice. It was actually like I got sick last weekend. Like I got really fucking like freaked out. I thought I had COVID. I had like, you know, a COVID scare we had so a week before that we had a guy come to the house to repair the plasma TV and it didn't I, I called to do contact tracing to be like, does your did the guy who was the repairman, did he come down with covid or anything? And they said no. But then the, the guy from the TV repair company went on to talk about his feelings about covid and it didn't make me. Uh, more uh, comfortable because he said that if you got covid, it's not that big of a deal. It's like the flu. And if my Yikes. wife is feeling sick, she should probably just gargle. Um, what was it? It was like vinegar and baking <laughs> soda. Anyway, so I thought the T based on that, like I thought the TV repair guy gave me COVID. And I was just like, I had a low grade fever. I mean, I didn't have a cough. I didn't have loss of smell. Like I didn't have the main symptoms, but I had 
some like stomach issues and I had a low grade fever. Anyway, I got like the heavy duty COVID test at Kaiser, came back negative. My symptoms started feeling better. Um, it turns out I just had like a stomach bug or something. I don't really know. TBD on what I actually had, but I had to isolate away from Jack before, like from the time that I called Kaiser to when I got my test results, which luckily was pretty quick. Like Kaiser's fast with the results. It was only like, you know, a day ish of quarantining, but I had to sleep on the couch like I was in the doghouse until for some reason they sent Kate's COVID results at like 1230 at night. And they were like, you're negative. And so I was allowed to come to bed. Honestly, yeah, I think I ate something bad or something. I don't know what I, I know. What, I don't know what happened. But Jack, yeah, Jack and I, I had to like be like locked in the room. Like I had to like Clorox wipe every time I went pee. It was stressful. So just from that tiny taste of COVID quarantine life, like I'm just like, damn, my heart goes out to anybody who has COVID or who has had COVID and had to like truly isolate. Like it's fucking it. It sucked. And I only did it for a day and it sucked. It sucked. But I feel much better now. I don't know oh. what it was. Some might say I just had a really intense menstrual period. Not to don't forget that you're also a hypochondriac. Jack, I really was sick. I didn't make it up. Don't be rude. You just said that it was maybe just your period. Period plus hypochondria. Oh, my God. That'll get Jack sleeping on the couch. You're just being rude now. I mean, I am famously a hypochondriac. That part is true. And I will own it. I'll own that about myself. But I really was sick with something. Okay. I had a temperature of like 99 slash sometimes even 100 so it did you know, vary based on how how much you had the heater going in the bedroom sometimes the heater would get very hot and it would make my temperature get hotter so i'm also yes okay thank you dark x 2009 in the chat because i'm also a famous uti and acne survivor Okay, I'm a survivor of UTI. I had a month-long UTI, August 2019. Never forget. I'll never forget. My mom was like, maybe you have a UTI again. I was like, Mom, I would know if I was having a UTI again. I'm a UTI survivor. That's what, like, that lady from that 70s show died of. Okay, she died of a UTI. It's a serious thing. Okay. That lady from that 70s show died of it. We covered it on this very show. Never forget, you can die of a UTI. Anyway, I'm so happy to not be sick anymore and not be having a COVID scare. I'm glad that Jack turned 35 in the woods. We had a great time. Kenny, not the biggest fan of snow, but she doesn't hate snow. Kenny, of course, is my daughter who happens to be a dog. What did you think Kenny liked the snow, Jack? She didn't hate the snow. She she was she did okay in the snow. You know, I think she liked uh, you know, getting to have a little backyard to run around and stuff like that. You know, it was nice. It was a nice trip. Listen, we haven't done that many of these little trips, but 
It was nice to get a change of scenery. I don't know if it's, I don't know if I endorse it. I don't know if it's safe. Okay, don't be like me. I'm not advocating for you to go on a trip, but if you can safely do it, God damn, it was nice. It was very nice. I'm very grateful that we did it. Jack, happy birthday. I said it before, but I'll say it again. You know, I got Jack. I got Jack these balloons that have like confetti inside of them. And I popped it and got confetti everywhere. That shit was stupid. It had confetti in it. And then we're trying to throw away the balloons on the deck and we pop it and it shoots fucking confetti all over the place. I think maybe that's the point of the balloons, but I don't like that. It's not really that good to do. It's not good for an Airbnb because then you got to clean it all up because then you're like, oh, my God, are they going to give me a low points? Low oh, my God, points? I can't get a bad score. If you get a bad my... score, then they never let you come back. Everything's about your score. Anyway, whatever. Megan Fox had like a fake thing today. I don't have screenshots or anything, but there was like this thing going around online that was like a fake photoshopped screenshot of a Megan Fox post saying like that she is anti-mask. And then she came out and, and was like, that's fake. That wasn't me. I didn't say that. That's photoshopped. So just so everybody knows, Megan Fox is not an anti-masker. Megan Fox is pro-mask. I did the research. Now you know. Megan Fox, pro-mask. If you see a Megan Fox screenshot floating around saying she's anti-mask, don't believe it, okay? It's fake news. Whew, what a relief. I'm rooting for Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. I'm actually considering listening to Machine Gun Kelly. I've never heard a Machine Gun Kelly song. I hope I'm... that they have I they, you know, have a little pistol together. Yeah. I hope they have a little pistol together. Whatever the fuck that means, Jack. Machine Gun's baby would be a pistol. I guess. <laughs> a Machine Gun's baby would of course be a pistol. <laughs> um Lil Ring Donkey says, do you think Bag floated the Photoshop? Bag, of course, is Brian Austin Green's new nickname, Bag, which I like. I like that nickname. Um, No, I don't think Bag is behind it, but Bag is kind of shady, so you never really know with Bag. Bag, of course, Brian Austin Green. Okay, so any other chit-chat you want to do before we get into it, Jack? Or should we just say, fuck it, let's do the news. Fuck it, let's do it live. Yeah. Let's do it live, fuck it. Welcome to this toilet called Tinseltown, folks. Let's do it live. All right. Uh, listen. Oh, shit. Harry and Megan. I spoiled something in the lower third. Sorry. Ha- it's okay. Harry and Megan, they're having another bibi. Um, second child, a rainbow baby, because she did have a miscarriage. And um, really, I don't have like that many thoughts on this. You know, it's it's Harry, it's Megan, it's baby. It's kind of like whoop-de-doo, you know, like, you know, black and white photo. She's got the bump. They're barefoot in the grass. Feet? What? I mean, they're kind of shouting out to all the feet freaks out there I mean, pretty clearly. 
it's a good day if you're a foot person who's into Harry the Prince. Because, I mean, what? Who took this picture? Quentin Tarantino? Look at that. You can see the full bottom of his fucking foot. It's very foot fetish friendly. And I'm not here to kink shame. If you're a foot person, let your foot flag fly, honey. Let your fantasies run wild. You you know, but stick that Prince Harry foot right in your mouth, you know, in your in your mind. <sighs> do what you got to do, baby. <laughs> yeah, Prince Harry only fans when when I mean, he needs a job. He literally just uh quit the royal family. Did you see this? Oh, Prince, wow. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle confirm today, this is today, that they won't <clears throat> return to royal Jeez. roles. All are saddened, says no. Queen. Are you saddened? Do you think uh, the, I'm who's saddened. all? Am, am I saddened? All, oh, probably uh, Andrew. <laughs> oh my God. Jesus Christ. I bet like any time... Harry and Meghan are in the news. Like the queen is like so happy that they're not talking about alleged pedophile Prince Andrew slash her favorite son, famously. Ugh, Epstein theories. Anyway, yeah, I, I feel like we get a new headline every other week that says Prince and Harry finally aren't royals anymore. I'm like, didn't this happen already? Like, didn't this fucking happen already? Right? Didn't this happen already? Like, didn't they stop already being royals, like, already? Like, this... I'm being gaslit into thinking, like, this is news. Like, why is this in the news today? Didn't they quit already? They've been in fucking Montecito for, like, 13 years now. Hello? Get a grip. Why do you keep telling us that they quit, news cycle? This is freaking cuckoo bananas. They already quit. Anyway, there's a Buckingham Palace statement. Should I read it? Oh, and please. I, what? I said, oh, please. <laughs> and I quote, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex have confirmed to Her Majesty the Queen that they will not be returning as working members of the royal family. Following wow. conversations with the Duke, the Queen has written confirming that in stepping away from the work of the royal family, it is not possible to continue with the responsibilities and duties that come with a life of public service. End quote. Okay. I thought it, we knew this already. I thought we fucked. Tell me something I don't know. Buckingham Palace statement. Apparently Prince Harry's going to lose his honorary military appointments. Wow. What a tragedy. Can you imagine losing your honorary, honorary military appointments? Can you even imagine? Can you even imagine? I thought he already lost his honorary marriage. Me, 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 me. I thought this already happened. <laughs> I'm, I promise you, like, this time next week, we're going to get another article that's like, can you believe it? They quit again. They quit again. It's like they quit every week. They quit being royals every week. Honestly, like, I weep for anyone that has to lose their honorary military appointments, and I weep. <laughs> I weep. What, Jack? You don't He weep? won't get his honorary military appointments anymore? 
What a fool. I mean, I won't pretend like I know he what that's He gave up like. his honorary military appointments, and all he's going to get for it is, I don't know, probably working and writing on an Amazon show or something. Are you, talking, are you referencing Ma- Malia Ob- Obama? Uh, hey. Uh, yes. She's a, She's going to be a staff writer on a Donald Glover show. Hey. I think it's a very important Wild. perspective. Uh, everyone wants to be a TV writer. Okay. Hey. As a TV writer myself, I get it. I guess when when Mystery Team came out, I didn't ever think like, oh, this one of the stars of this show is going to eventually be the boss of the current president's daughter. But hey, things turn out that way. Sometimes things shake out that way. Maybe she's a good uh, writer. Who the fuck I mean, she worked her way up. She did do an internship with Harvey Weinstein. Oh, And interned on Girls as well. Ooh. There's a, I found a hilarious article from January 2017 where it was about Malia doing a um, uh, an internship with Harvey Weinstein where he was referred to as the Oscar whisperer. I'd love to read Malia's uh, pilot. I wonder if she did a half hour or an hour. Seems like she's a comedy person, right? If she's going to be working on a Donald Glover show. Who would love to read the pie pie? <laughs> You know what I really want, if, people, if anyone out there can get it, is uh, Pod Save America, John Favreau, apparently wrote pilots before he went off to do a podcast. Oh, I would love uh, to read company, those. And I would love those. I say this as a TV writer. It should be illegal to be a TV writer. Hey, you know. if you want to be a TV writer, the only advice I can give you is um, have a father who became the president. And... Oh, my God. Yeah. What, <laughs> can you imagine if she had gave one of those talkbacks about like how to break in? <laughs> I don't know. I'm fine with it. Bingen, go, you go, girl. Bingen says, "I think you're thinking of Lovitz, not Favreau." No, I've saw. I know that Lovitz was a TV writer. Favreau, people don't know this, tried to do the same. Lovitz like actually had TV shows and came up through TV show writing before he went to work in the White House. Favreau came out here to try to try his hand at TV writing and then ended up doing the uh, Bill Simmons, you know, keeping it 1600 instead. Um, Anyways, I want those pilots and I want them bad. I would love to read those. Listen, Malia Obama, if you're watching this show, I've got a great pilot. It's called Dog Momager. You should read it. Maybe send it. Maybe you could forward it. I don't have any representatives, so maybe you could forward it to your team over at Three Arts or wherever. Maybe your dad could become president, Kate. My dad wishes. (laughs) My dad would love to be president. He's got a lot of ideas. Steve's got a lot of ideas. Do I think he should run? Absolutely not. And I will. T- I actually will sacrifice my TV writing career. Should my mom be president? Uh, no, even less so than my dad. Should she be president? Sorry, mom, if you're watching, don't run for president. I don't think you would do. I'm. I don't want to be rude to my parents. I don't think either of them would be good at being president. Okay. That's gonna no. be a big old. I will. That's gonna be a big pass from me for. You're not for gonna ta- comment. Commenting good, on that in any way. It's a good son-in-law. <laughs> Uh, Jack, you could run for president. Mm-hmm. I could run for president like I could run around the neighborhood. Not happening. <laughs> okay. Anyway. 
Um, okay, this is kind of crazy. I just watched the trailer for the new Demi Lovato documentary, and holy shit, it looks so intense. It's basically, it's going to cover, like, every dirty detail of her massive overdose that she almost died from a few years ago, and you know, everything leading up to that and the eating disorder and the drug abuse and growing up in the spotlight. And the trailer looks fucking amazing. I will 100% be watching this documentary. Maybe we'll even do some sort of hot and rich watch along thing on um, Discord or something. I don't know. We'll have to figure that out. Should we do a hot and rich Discord? Let's put a pin in that question. But if you have feelings about it, reach out to me and maybe I'll start one. But the Demi Lovato doc looks incredible. Uh, Just based on the trailer, like there's just like crazy shit that like she's gone through and like she's, it seems like she's just like being very open and vulnerable about it. I feel for her. I have like a, such a soft spot for Demi Lovato. I think, I think she's got an amazing voice and I think that she's got a good heart. I don't know. I just, I love her. I love her. Let's just watch this crazy, like really tiny short snippet from, from the, um, from the documentary trailer. Okay. I had three strokes. I had a heart attack. My doctors said that I had five to 10 more minutes. Holy shit. So she had a stroke, a heart attack, and her doctors gave her five to 10 minutes to live. Jesus. And here she is today alive to talk about it. I mean, the shit this woman has been through. I can't wait for the documentary. That's just like a tiny three strokes. Three strokes. I mean, typically when you're three strokes, you're out. Jack. I mean. I thought that was fairly in good taste. She's alive. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it. I think it's fine. Um, But yeah, I mean. Holy shit. I'm so excited for the documentary. It comes out in March. I think like March. I want to say 23rd. Don't quote me on that. But I will be watching it like as soon as it comes out. So pretty close to the Snyder cut. So it's going to be a difficult release. What do you mean? Do you think it's well, just a lot with- of people are going to be watching the Snyder cut? Jack, it's not in the same category time. as the Snyder cut. People are gonna probably be watching and rewatching the Snyder cut. Terrible. I don't Sad think it's for her. like the same demo. I certainly won't be watching the Snyder cut. What? Couldn't pay me to. What? Not my thing. <laughs> okay, we gotta talk about how speaking of foot feet, we gotta talk about how Sean Mendez is a foot guy. Did you see this? What is this? Like a Valentine's Day post? Sean Mendez posted a picture of him. directed by, by uh, you know, Quentin Tarantino. I made that picture? joke already. I know. I was making a callback. No, it's just making the same joke again. That's what UCB style comedy is all about. Oh, got it. Great. <laughs> anyway, uh, in honor of his love, Camila Cabello, Sean Mendez posted a picture of him kind of sucking on her big toe. <laughs> and then he said, Quote, I kiss your foot because I love you at Camila Cabello. Okay. Listen. He knows what he's doing. It's a good week for feet, people. He I'm just saying. Should I show feet on stream? 
not for free. I'll tell you that much. Anyway, congrats to Sean and Camilla. Um, you know, truly one of the most boring couples alive, but somehow still manages to make headlines. So congratulations. I mean, listen, that's not me being mean. I, I think, you know, it's good to be so painfully boring, right? That might be a compliment for someone. Maybe it's not. Anyway, this isn't like super exciting news, but I'm, I'm super excited about it. My favorite celebrity memoir of all time is Holly Madison's book, Down the Rabbit Hole, colon, Curious Adventures and Cautionary Tales of a Former Playboy Bunny is becoming a TV show. Wow. Okay, this is my favorite celebrity memoir. If you if you have to read a book that's written by a celebrity and probably ghostwritten completely by someone else, read this book. I've said it on the show before, and I will say it again. It is so fucking good. She talks about how... They like all used to have to fuck Hugh Hefner like with the lights turned off like one right after the other and how the carpets are like stained with dog piss like it's such a good book about this like what it's like to date Hugh Hefner and how fucked up he was and like total asshole he was it just it it's a great book <laughs> it's really gross and it's amazing and they just casted Samira Weaving to play Holly Madison and she's fabulous I love the movie Ready or Not I just I'm very excited I'm very excited I'm just excited okay here I am excited about my favorite book is it my favorite book maybe it's my favorite book wow it would be my favorite book if you cut out the whole like second half where she talks about dating Chris Angel. That part I'm like, okay. <laughs> but the rest, stuff about Hugh Hefner is fucking fascinating. Stuff about Chris Angel, mm, you could cut that part. I don't think that'll be in the TV show. <laughs> Honestly, I think the Chris Angel part should make itself disappear. Wow. Actually, the Chris Angel stuff is kind of good. She does, like, talk shit about Chris Angel, which, like, I do respect. <laughs> um, I just want to say for people in the chat, Chris and Chris Angel is spelled C-R-I-S-S, just so everybody uh, in the chat spells it right. I see a lot of people doing the very incorrect spelling, C-H-R-I-S. Oh, yeah. It's actually C-R-I-S-S. And you better believe, like, that's not his real name, and he chose to spell it that way. Right? His name no. isn't Chris Angel, right? <laughs> anyway. Uh, no, his name is actually Christopher Nicholas uh, Sarantakos. And his first name is uh, spelled, Christopher was originally spelled C-R-I-S-S-T-O-P-H-E-R. -C -R -S -S oh, so Chris is... Not... It was spelled C H R I S T O P. So he changed it from the normal spelling of Chris to some fucked up C R I S S shit. Good for him. Good for him. Wow. Chris Angel, I forgot about him. What a guy. What's he doing now? What's Chris what's Chris Angel up to? Is he still doing a show in Vegas? Chris Angel um, is uh, doing something called Raw, the Mind Freak Unplugged, 
Um, but it looks like it is not happening anymore because of COVID. I mean, there's no 2021 dates for it, but I mean, he was doing it at the end of 2020, like in Modesto. Wow. There was a recent one in December 13th, 2020 at, uh, snow, snow, qual snow, qual casino. Okay. Well, that was during COVID just so you know. Yeah, it was. Maybe he's trying to make his audience disappear. Yeah. By catching COVID. (laughs) Yeah, that was literally the joke. Okay, let's see. Yeah, switch. he is doing the Mind Freak show in Vegas. Hey, right now? Uh, It looks like it's canceled, actually. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering. Like, I don't think Vegas is doing like shows right now, but correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe they are. Casinos are open. They did close at one point, I believe, but they've been open for most of the most of the pandemic. Um, Okay. Switching gears. Now, this next segment is about Shia LaBeouf being an abuser. So trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning, domestic violence, domestic abuse. FKA Twigs went to talk to Gail King on CBS and the interview. I watched it in full today. It's fantastic. Um, It's very brave of FKA Twigs to speak out like it's truly harrowing what she went through. And I'm fucking pissed at Shia LaBeouf. You know, he, he like is in treatment right now for addiction. And of course, like that's very serious. And I like don't want to diminish that. And anyone going through addiction, like, of course, like get the help that you can get. But at the same time, I'm pissed at Shia LaBeouf because I found out today that not only is his lawyer denying everything in FKA Twigs's lawsuit, which totally contradicts his earlier statement, which I believe was meant to garner sympathy for him. Let's just watch, let's just watch the clip before I go off. Let's watch this clip. Okay. All right. Why did you decide Twigs to file a lawsuit against Shia LaBeouf? Um, I didn't want to originally. I wanted to ensure that he got help privately so that he couldn't hurt anyone else the way he hurt me. I wanted him to um, donate money to charity, to an organization, because when I called the helpline, it was a real moment of everything changing for me. And they didn't know that I was like FKA Twigs. They didn't know who I was. I was just a girl on the end of the phone. and Who needed help? Who needed help. If he had done the things that you had asked. Yeah. You would not have filed the lawsuit. No. So basically, she was like, not going to go public with any of this if Shia LaBeouf agreed to, you know, donate some money and like help this organization that she turned to and, you know, promised to get help himself. He didn't want to do that. So she was forced to file a civil suit and like speak out with the New York Times. And it just like, it's like, I don't feel bad for this guy. He's a fucking monster. He brutally, like, violently assaulted her to the point where she talks about having bruises all over her body to the point where it, it was, like, black with bruises. And she he choked her. He almost killed her. It's just, it's so violent and horrible what he did to FKA Twigs. And she totally gave him an out to be like, hey, I'm not going to go public with this. Like, I'm going to just simply ask that you donate some money. He wouldn't do that. Now she's taking him to court. And 
she's said that she's going to donate the money from the lawsuit and his lawyers are still fighting it and denying everything. Um, I, I just want to play one more part of the interview because I found this to be like really moving and powerful. So let's play this part. I'm sure you've maybe seen it already if you've been on Twitter today because it's going around. But let's watch this clip. And nobody who's been in this position likes this question. And I often wonder, is it is it even an appropriate question to ask? Mm -hmm. And you know, the question is, why didn't you leave? Yeah. And I think we just have to stop asking that question. I know that you're asking it like out of love, but like, I'm just going to make a stance and say that I'm not going to answer that question anymore because the question should really be to the abuser, why are you holding someone hostage with abuse? You know, and people say, oh, it can't have been that bad because else she would have left. And it's like, no, it's because it was that bad. I couldn't leave. Shia LaBeouf did release. Ugh, that is so powerful. Yes, we should stop asking the survivors of abuse why they didn't leave the relationship. It's just not a productive question. I think it's really important that she just flat out refused to answer it. And a big a big hell yeah to that and to the bravery of FKA Twigs. It's honestly like it gives me like it gives me chills. It's it's powerful for her to say that on TV and and to Gail King. I think it's it's really important and yeah, we should stop asking the question. It's not a productive question. It's victim blaming and bad. Um okay, let me just back up a little bit here and watch this next clip. Leave. Shia LaBeouf did release a statement. Many of these allegations are not true, but he also said this, I have no excuses for my alcoholism or aggression, only rationalizations. I've been abusive to myself and everyone around me for years, he says. I'm ashamed of that history and I'm sorry to those I hurt. When you heard that, what did you think? This response of hers after this is great and it kind of like calls out why his statement while you know, partially owning up to what he did is just not enough. I think it just reminds me of some of the gaslighting that I experienced when I was with him, the sort of taking some of the blame, but not all of it, and then denying it. It was very emphatic. So good for FK Twigs. Um, I think this is a great interview. I'm linking it in the show notes. You should watch all of it. Um, I agree that like substance abuse and alcoholism and addiction is not an excuse for horrible violence and if he truly did want to make amends he wouldn't have his lawyers fighting the lawsuit at every single step of the way um if he really wants the public to have any shot of forgiving him his lawyers speaking out against fk twigs and calling her a liar is not the route to go hun i don't care if you're getting sober if you want to make good on this tell your lawyers to back off and just let her get the money from you you're fucking rich like holy shit Let's watch this last clip where Gail King sums the whole thing up. Very emphatic that if he had just gotten help, and she reached out to him several times, if you'll just get help, if you'll just donate money to these charities. She said the hotline was a big uh, resource and help to her that she didn't want to do an interview. She didn't want to file a lawsuit. And she wanted more than anything for women to know, to recognize some of the signs. What she went through was horrible. It's Ugh. Anyway, good for FKA Twigs. And I'm just, you know, it's I'm always like so impressed when a survivor can speak out like that, like so like 
it's just very like eloquent and brave and just good for her. Um, we got to look really quick at the shy lawsuit things that came out with the lawyers. <laughs> this is from a Rolling Stones article. Quote, although the actor took an apologetic tone in a statement following Twiggs' lawsuit filing and a New York Times article about the accusations, LaBeouf now denies each and every allegation contained in the original lawsuit, according to the defendant's answer to complaint filed February 5th. In regard to Barnett's accusation of sexual battery, quote, none of the acts alleged were based on sex and or the conduct was not sexual. The response reads, as for the accusations of physical abuse, quote, the alleged conduct was reasonably necessary for his self-defense and or safety, end quote. <coughs> bullshit. Allegedly. I'm calling bullshit on LaBeouf. Um, the article continues saying that LaBeouf's lawyer is Sean Hawley. Famous celebrity attorney, Sean Hawley. She was on OJ's team. She defended Lindsay Lohan, Paris Hilton. We've all heard of Sean Hawley. She's defended Kim Kardashian before. Um, anyway, Sean Hawley responded in a statement to Rolling Stone saying, quote, a lawyer issuing general denials to all allegations in a lawsuit is standard procedure in civil practice and signals nothing about Shia's past statements or his acceptance of responsibility for things he has done wrong. Nothing has changed, end quote. Not true. It totally contradicts what Shia said before. Totally not true. I'm sorry. Like, that's a bullshit lawyer statement. And um, Sean Hawley, like, fuck off with that. Like, for real. Like, it does. Totally conflicts. Totally, totally conflicts. Fuck you, Shia LaBeouf. That's my rant. <laughs> okay, I'm done ranting. I'm done ranting. We're going to move on. We're going to move on. Okay, because we got to talk about... Ella Emhoff in Model Land. Okay. God, she stole my look. Okay, Jack thinks Ella Emhoff stole his look. She stole my look. Look at that long, shitty-looking hair and the big aviator glasses. She stole my look. I mean, it's kind of true, Jack. You kind of look like Ella Emhoff. How do you feel about that? Uh, just my lot in life. Just your lot first, in life. First, first, I'm, I'm, I'm first to slopcore, and everyone becomes slopcore. And I'm first to long hair, you know, aviators, and then Ella Emhoff rips me off. I mean, everybody knows that Jack is a fashion influencer. You invented slopcore. Right. Now we literally, literally, the whole world is wearing sweatpants because of you. Um, but Ella Emhoff is in the news because, you know, she signed with IMG Models and her first gig is in the books. She walked Proenza Schuler's Fall 2021 New York Fashion Week show. Should we watch a video of it? Uh, duh. Uh, duh. Okay. Here's a video. There she is walking. I mean, it's kind of boring, but, oh, wait, you can't see it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I fucked up. Okay, here's the video. She's walking on a, um, in front of a bunch of concrete. It's kind of boring. There, but there you go. There she is. Jack's falling asleep. Is she in, is she in her rich person bunker away from where all the riots are going to happen? That's kind of what it looks like. She kind of looks like she's walking in a rich person bunker away from all the riots. <laughs> Whatever Jack said. Hey. Crazy hey, Jack. All I know is that if Charlotte Pence was doing the same thing, everybody would think it was just as cool. 
Oh my god, whatever. Hey, if Charlotte Pence did this three years ago, everyone would have been like, This is sick. There's so much profit there's so much um profiting off of like proximity to White House stuff that just like fucking happens and it's weird. <laughs> and um, you know, she's like I mean, you know, uh uh Frank Biden was uh this is actually so much better and cooler. Frank Biden, Joe Biden's brother, was photographed maskless with Floyd Mayweather at a party. I saw that. <laughs> the Biden's party. Oh, we love the Biden men. We love the Biden men. Fucking wild. Anyway, we've got a new segment on the show. Oh, wait, where did it go? Is this out of order? Is this out of order? Uh, that would be a big old your fault. Okay. It, I mean, you have you have one that says Courtney and Travis are Instagram official. Okay, we're going to do that first, and then I'll introduce the new segment of the show, okay? Okay. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Okay. This is not the new segment of the show. This is just a normal news topic. Courtney and Travis are Instagram official. All right, everybody. Travis is what I'm hearing on the streets. <clears throat> I, you know, she Instagrammed their hands holding each other. And I'm honestly, I am here for this couple. I'm fine with it. I've got no complaints. I have a lot of problems with the Kardashians, you know, in general. But I actually think this is a good couple. I'm here for it. They're Instagram official. I actually think it's real. I don't think it's fake. But, you know, it's one thing to post a picture of you, you guys holding hands on Instagram. But this is how you really know the relationship's legit. This headline, Travis Barker is launching his own CBD wellness line. Oh, wow. That's how They're you know in you're, love. That's how you really know you're in love with a Kardashian. You launch, you're, you launch a line, a wellness line. Wow, that's right. That's the actual official announcement of their love. He's getting into the wellness sphere. That's how you really know you're in. When Chris Jenner helps get you a CBD wellness line, like you're in, baby. You're well, that's in, hun. That's, that's what we call a dowry in that, old time, in old timey terms. This literally is a dowry. Like once Chris Jenner's like, okay, you're gonna be, you're gonna date one of my daughters. Like, would you like a wellness line? Because you can have a wellness <laughs> line. And he's like, sure, I'll take a wellness line. Now he's got a wellness line, CBD. Honestly, I'll probably fucking buy it because I'm stupid. My brain is small. I'll probably also buy the clit cover thong. Do you know that Kim Kardashian, we'll get to her news later, but Kim sold, like, sold out of the Skims underwear and she and it's like literally like just a tiny triangle that goes over your clit and the rest is just like a thong string and she called it a clit cover. Is that a thing? I love that. Divorced Kim is a great energy, actually. I'm I, I'm here for the clit cover <laughs> underwear. <laughs> Divorced Kim is a good vibe. <laughs> it's a, horny Kim is like, she wasn't like allowed to be horny for the last like five years. So it's like fun. Fun that she's horny again. <laughs> anyway, speaking of Kourtney Kardashian, if you look at her ex Scott Disick's hair, he looks like Guy Fieri. Or is it Guy Fieri? Fietti. Look at it. Look, do you see Scott's hair? He's doing the Fietti. 
He's got some yellow platinum hair. And it's spiked way up straight to the gods. He's with his 19-year-old girlfriend, Lisa Rinna's daughter, in Miami, spreading COVID with his Guy Fieri hair. This is what an energy this is. Fieri does it better. I agree. Fieri does it better, just like the donkey sauce. Nobody does it better. And you know what? Fieri's uh, a hero. Tell me if you've actually, if, if anyone out there has had a better donkey sauce than Fieri's, tell me where you've had it. Tell me where you've had a better donkey sauce. I mean, I don't know what that is, but I literally agree. no one makes a better donkey sauce. I've never had another one, but tell me if anyone else has had a better donkey sauce. What? I'm scared to ask. Is a donkey sauce. Well, next time we're in Times Square, you're going to find out firsthand. It's a sauce that he uses. Great. In his restaurants. Sounds like a form of poo-poo. All right, time to announce the new segment of the show. Okay, everybody. Celebrity Tattoo of the Week. Okay. Are you ready for this? I don't think you're ready for this, Jelly. Are you ready for this jelly? You Could you possibly be ready for this jelly? I don't think you're ready for this tattoo. I don't think you're ready for this tattoo. I don't think you're ready for this. Oh, my celebrity tattoo of the week. Here we go. It's Heather Ray Young's uh, <laughs> tattoo on the side of her hip, upper butt area, that says in a beautiful live, laugh, love <laughs> font, Yes, sir, comma, Mr. El Musa. Yes, in sir. Honor, in honor of her fiance, Tarek El Musa from HGTV. Okie dokie. Oh, my God. It's a bad tattoo. It's a bad tattoo. And she Instagrammed it and, and immediately had to delete it from Instagram because everybody hated it so much. She gave a statement on the tattoos saying, quote, I did it as something special for my fiance, my future husband. I will be Mrs. El Musa. So this is my name. And it is a special thing that we do around the house. Daddy is the boss. I am the queen of the house. We oh, do cool. it with the kids. End quote. In case you didn't know, it's Heather from Selling Sunset. Heather Ray Young from Selling Sunset. Soon to be Heather El Musa. So... Hey, good for them. Um, I mean, it makes me want to puke a little bit hearing them talk about their relationship, but whatever works. Hey, I mean, that's a natural response. <laughs> that's They probably get that a lot. Makes you want to puke, Jack? Yeah, just hearing them say, he's the daddy of the house and I'm the queen of the house. I'm like, yeah, maybe you don't need to say that in interviews. Yeah, don't say that. I don't want to. I, I don't want to hear okay. that. That's private. Makes me want to puke, but go ahead. It's a little too much. <laughs> Don't say it. Have have a have so much fun out there. Have so much fun out there. <laughs> have yourself such a goddamn fun time. Have at yourself all times. some fun. <laughs> um, speaking of selling sunset, Christine Quinn is pregnant. So that's something. When is the next season coming out? When is season three? I need it. I want to watch fucking Chriselle's divorce. You know her relationship is like so fake, allegedly. I mean, I'm not, that's not a prepared topic, but just so you guys know my take, Chriselle is in a fake relationship, in my opinion, allegedly. 
It's fake as fuck, allegedly, in my opinion. Okay. Chriselle's dating some guy from Dancing with the Stars. They hung out like one time over Christmas break and she just keeps posting pictures from that one trip over and over again to make us think that they're still together. I don't think they were ever together. I think it's a fake relationship, Chriselle. I think. I love you, Chriselle. You're my queen. But I don't believe that you're in love with that guy. I don't believe that it's real. I think it's just a reaction to, you know, Justin has moved on and is like engaged to someone else. And honestly, do what you got to do, Chriselle. Do what you got to do. Just give me that next season of Selling Sunset, okay? That's all I asked for. <sighs> okay, Kim filed. Kim filed. Kim filed for divorce on a Friday morning. Today, Kim Kardashian, you know, we knew they were going to get divorced for a while now, but it's a fish. It's a fish, y'all. I think this is fine. I'm happy for both of them. Divorce is a good thing. It's a magical thing. It's a beautiful thing. Man. Divorce is with them strongly. (laughs) Divorce is with them strongly. May divorce be with them. Um, Yes, I agree. Ben Grimm in the chat says, shit is fucked up out there. We need a celebrity divorce. I agree. I agree. Shit is very fucked up. Did you hear they might not confirm Neera Tandon? (laughs) Wait, really? Joe, well, this is not the politics show. (laughs) Don't threaten me with a good time. Anyway, TMZ broke the news this morning and they wrote, quote, Kim is asking for joint legal and physical custody of the couple's four kids. Sources with direct knowledge tell TMZ Kanye is fine with joint custody arrangement. And we're told both Kim and Ye are committed to co-parenting together. There's a prenup, and we're told neither party is contesting it. In fact, our sources say they are already far along in reaching a property settlement agreement. The docs filed by Disso Queen Laura Wasser don't list a date of separation. It's listed as to be determined. The date is almost irrelevant because their split has been so well documented, so well chronicled in the news and social media, end quote. Thanks, Chris Jenner, for very much leaking every separation detail to the press so that Kim could use it in her divorce trial. Very savvy indeed. Uh, allegedly. Anyway, yeah, they're they're filed for divorce. It's a fish. Um, I think if I had to guess Kim's going to get the house, she may have to buy him out a little bit on that deal or something. I don't know. But she's been Instagramming herself all over the house lately, like more than usual. Like every Instagram of her from the past like couple weeks has been like a hot selfie in front of something that is like clearly their Calabasas house. And I think she's like building a case maybe for like I live here <laughs> or something. Kanye hasn't lived there for a very long time, but the house is kind of like his artistic vision. Some let's say famously the house doesn't have a hot tub or a pool. It has a giant pool that's hot enough to be a hot tub. And we respect that. You got to wonder who's going to get the desert sex cult in the divorce. Who do you think? I think Kanye might, to be honest with you. Sex cult? You think that it's, there's a sexual part of the cult? Are all cults eventually sex cults? These are just questions we have to ask. <clears throat> exactly. Just asking questions. 
just asking questions. <laughs> anyway, should we uh, flash back to simpler times, aka last Valentine's Day? Yeah, this is the sign of a relationship on the rocks. I got to be honest with you. Last Valentine's Day. Kanye. Honestly, grand romantic gestures, always a red flag. A true healthy relationship, you don't need to hire Kenny G, right? I mean, Jack, have you ever hired Kenny G to play for me? You know? I never have, and our and our relationship is going strong. Stronger than ever, some are saying. How did he walk out of there without knocking down one of the vases? I still don't know. We got to move on, but that's the, that's the news. That's the news with Kim and Kanye. Rest in paradise, their love. Oh, man, I can never look at a wall of flowers the same way. Anyway, uh, Paris Hilton is engaged to some guy who, like, definitely looks like a property brother. I never, like, I knew she was in that relationship, but I never, like, looked at the guy. Paris Hilton's fiancé looks like a property brother. <laughs> Is he a property brother? I, I, unfortunately, I think he might just be an off-brand, you know, t- property brother. Like, if you're listening to the podcast version of the show, I need you to click the YouTube link in the show notes and wa- look at this picture right now. Go to the same timestamp that you are because they're synced up, the podcast and the YouTube. Do you think this guy looks like a property brother? I've never seen a more property brother looking guy that wasn't a property brother. He looks like the Property Brothers. He looks like both of the Property Brothers, you know, mixed with like uh, the vet from Schitt's Creek, I guess. Like, is he an algorithm? Who is this guy? His name is apparently Carter Reum, and he proposed to Paris on a private island on her birthday. He's a venture capitalist. Okay. Cool. Looks like a property brother. <laughs> there should be an app, like a Facetune kind of app, where you could like turn any guy into a property brother. Like I would love. Can someone Photoshop Jack to look like like a property brother version of himself, please? <laughs> like, is this really what this guy looks like, or did he just get property brother Facetuned? I want that app to exist. Someone make it. Please. <laughs> okay, now we're going to do the segment we do every doggy damn diddly day on the show. Are Zach Braff and Florence Pugh still together? Uh, I don't know. I mean, freaking. Uh, Are you they? Know, uh, you're going to give me one second here to find out if they could uh, possibly be. Are they? You know, what we know as. 
Yes, they're still together. 100% still together. Very much in love. We'll never break up. So, love is still real. Kim and Kanye may be divorced, but the truest relationship of all will never go away. And that's Zach Brown from Florence Pugh. Okay, everybody, that's been our show. Thank you so much for watching Hot and Rich, a show about celebrities. I've been your host, Kate Raft. Thank you to Hog Trucker and Kate Shapiro for the theme song. Thank you to Jack for producing and co-hosting with me. Follow the show at Hot and Rich Show. My Twitter break ends in March, so follow me on Twitter at Kate Raft or Instagram. I'm very active on Instagram still. I'm also on TikTok now. I haven't posted that much, but if you want, you can follow me on TikTok at Kate Raft. Um, you can support the show, as always, by sending me a tip on Venmo at Kate-Raft. And you can buy merch at HotAndRichShow.com. We have great t-shirts, tote bags, mugs that say Horny Friday on them. If you want a necklace that says Zach plus Florence, honey, I'm selling it, okay? And did I get their blessing to sell that merch? No. Um, you can follow the show on YouTube at youtube.com slash hot and rich. We record the show every Friday at 7 p.m. Pacific live here on Twitch at twitch.tv slash hot and rich. So if you want to be in the chat, you want to be in the mix, you want to be here live with me, technical difficulties and all tune in live. We have so much fun here on the live version of the show. Shout out to my live chat that's here with me right now. Lil Poopy C, Continental Psyop, Heathercore, Doug Beatty, Thurston Falco, Ass Tattoo, K Weeble, or K, sorry, K Weeby. Ass Tattoo, is that is that uh, the Selling Sunset person that showed up? No. Wait, our Ass Tattoo. Blink twice if your name is Heather Ray Young from Selling Sunset. Um, anyway... Love you all deeply. Thanks for watching the show and supporting the show. We're doing it every Friday. I'm not going anywhere. Um, and in fact, I'll see you next Friday. Until next time, stay hot and stay rich. I'm so fucking rich. And I, I'm so fucking